welcome to another episode of Bob Sheen Yaya Travel the World. It's a place where we like to spend time talking about all things travel and how travel can be part of your lifestyle. Whether you're hanging out at home or you've got boarding passes in your hands, travel influences us every single day in tons of ways. My name is Alex. I play the Bob role, and I am a mom of three great adults, an elementary school teacher, and an overseas traveler. I love to blog. You can find me over at www.tgctravel.com, and I'm an overall travel junkie. Hello, guys. This is Terry. I'm Yaya, and I'm also a mom. I have two wonderful adult children. I'm a teacher, and right now, I'm a U.S. traveler, getting excited about spreading my wings and being a European traveler again. Today, we're going to share some of the things that keep us travel happy when we are not out and about. We're going to talk about books, food, travel tips, and products that we love. And it's all going to start with a little segment we like to call Now Boarding. So this episode in Now Boarding, we are talking all about our roots, traveling to find information on our genetics and ethnicity. And we do have a a couple of really great travel picks for you this week. The first one is called, uh, is a global book pick, and it's called Finding Your Roots by Henry Louis Gates Jr. And if you don't know who that is, he is the guy on PBS who um, is the host of that show, Finding Your Roots. He has celebrities come on and and they kind of go through different parts of their family tree, different branches. It's kind of a really neat idea. And, you know, when you're going out to find your roots out there, everybody kind of starts in a different place. Terry, what's your favorite travel product when it comes to this particular topic? Well, for me, um, for traveling and trying to find your roots, I like the DNA test that are available. I've used the Ancestry one mm-hmm. for my son because he's always been so interested. Hey, mom, what, what what do we have in us? You know, where are we from? So it was really quite interesting. And it's a great thing because then you can go onto the website and you can even start building your family tree and go through records to help find some of your ancestors. Exactly. I think it's super important to do before you set out because I know we're planning a trip soon uh, to Ireland and Scotland. And I know my husband's super excited. He wants to do his DNA testing before we go. So he gets an idea of where, what parts of the area he came from. Exactly. And I do think it's a great idea. I've done the 23 and me, and I will say, um, I, I, I've built my family tree on Ancestry.com, but I did the 23andMe because they have the health component and I wanted to find out some other information. So I did get the company. And I do feel that the two of those are really great companies um, for most people. I will say, though, if you're somebody who kind of falls into the category of 
you really don't feel that Ancestry.com or, or 23andMe is a representative of your genetic background. For example, you may be Native American or African American, or you may feel that your Asian descent isn't quite represented very well. And if you understand the science behind that kind of genetics, that, that's a component that plays into how accurate your tests are going to be. Um, there are many other options. I listened to a really great woman from um, a company um, called AfricanAncestry.com, and they really focus just on the continent of Africa, um, which is a challenge in itself just because of the history that we're dealing with. And um, it was very interesting to learn how when everybody kind of works together, it's it was um, easier and it became easier and easier over time with the more and more people that were involved to find far more exacting locations of where ethnicities derived from. So I thought that was super cool. Um, and speaking of Ancestry.com, I will also say that the app on Ancestry.com has gotten a little bit better. You kind of can use it on the go as a reference. It's kind of hard to still add information if you're somebody who's been on that website and the app can be frustrating because it doesn't let you do near as much. But I will say that the app does work to kind of get reference and check spellings and those kind of things when you're on the road. So I do right. recommend the app for, for that reason. Um. What have you been binging in this department? Well, in this department, you know, it's kind of curious. I came across this show called Who Do You Think You Are? Now, there's a it's an American genealogy and it's a documentary series. And it's kind of like an adaptation of the, a British series. And what it's taking is different celebrities will go on different journeys to trace their family tree. So it is pretty interesting to see um, how this actually plays out, all the work that's put into it, and then the final result is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. What about you? What What's on your binge list these days? Well, when it comes to genetics and kind of the roots, finding the roots that we're talking about today, um, I did come across a very interesting PBS show called um, Bare Feet by Michaela Malozzi. Um, she's out of New York and she um, is a dancer, a professional dancer. And she took a DNA test and the um, results surprised her a little. She was, she had a far more diverse background than she at first thought. And she created this television show where she goes to the countries that her DNA Rep were that were represented in her DNA, and she learns the native dances from oh, cool. the particular areas as part of her roots, like connecting to her roots with the things that she loves to do. So she goes from 
Italy to Romania to um, she winds up in it. I think it's either Kazakhstan or Uzbekistan. I can't remember which one. Um, she winds up in Ireland. She winds like all over the place, and she starts learning little by little the dances that are part of her that make up her ethnicity. Um, her show continues to other places as well, but that was kind of the premise of the beginning of the show, which I thought was probably the most unique take I've ever seen in TV genetics reality shows, you know, and there are quite a few out there. And I thought, my gosh, you really kind of embrace this in a way that maybe others wouldn't, you know, like she used her talents to kind of really learn about herself. I give her a lot of credit. Wow. Yeah. I'd add that to my list. Yeah, I I really liked it. It's a good one. Um, tell me though, you know, we're talking about these television shows and they're they're kind of wondrous in the way they come about and and how they do everything. Um, but really, when you're doing it, tell me what you feel the reality is when you're out there traveling. I think sometimes it's not what you've built it up in your mind to be. So you kind of need to prepare yourself for, it's not going to play out like it does on TV. It's not going to be that easy. And there's going to be a lot of ups and downs. For example, my father was adopted and through research, he was able to locate his biological mother. And you would think if this was in Hollywood, it would be just this great grandioso moment and everyone's embracing and crying. And and it doesn't play out that way when you actually meet. Sometimes it's a little awkward at first. So be prepared for the ups and downs and don't just think it's going to be rainbows and unicorns the whole time. I agree with you so much on that. I really do. If you're just joining us, this is the Bob Sheehan Yaya Travel the World podcast. We're so happy you're here with us today as we talk about traveling to find your roots or find your ethnicity and your background, your your genealogy. So um, as we continue talking about it, one of the things that a lot of people ask is, how do you start? Um, what's the thing that you put in place first in order to kind of start your journey before you kind of buy those tickets? And um, I would have to say that getting on Ancestry.com, probably because they're just the most well-known one, I'm not endorsing them or not endorsing them in one way or another, but I, I think you have to build that family tree and, and get your bearings around you. Um, right. just because, yeah, just because you've got to start knowing what names you're dealing with and, and kind of getting your branches there, because really the ultimate goal in that first step is to get to, um, I've dubbed it and I, I really don't know what the technical term is, your crossover relative, the relative that made the journey to come to the United States. And for all intents and purposes, with the exception of true Native Americans, everybody has a crossover relative at some point. You know, yes. I mean, even if your crossover relative was Eric the Red or Christopher Columbus, you have a crossover relative. <laughs> right. So so finding that crossover relative um, is really kind of 
what I would say is, is your first goal so that you know where that person came from. Right. And I think sometimes if you hit kind of like hit a roadblock on Ancestry or any of the other websites you choose to use, then you may need to take that just a little one step further and maybe seek out a professional Mm -hmm. to help you with this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I have tried, I, I have an interesting situation because I'm half Irish and I'm half Polish for lack of a better way of saying it. And, um, my Polish ancestors came, uh, just before World War One. Um, and because they're Catholic, many of those records are potentially destroyed back in Poland um, because of the war. And my Irish ancestors came during the Great Potato Famine on, on coffin ships. So again, very, very difficult to find documentation of any kind to kind of put an exact pedigree on exactly where um, my family comes from. Although with a lot of circumstantial evidence, I was able to figure a lot of things out. Um, my That's where I'm at. I'm at the professional genealogist spot. Um, I've kind of used all my other lifelines and all of this. Although I will tell you, I've been to Poland and I've been to Ireland and I am so happy that I went and I did feel the connection that I expected to feel because it's part of my genetics. You know, I mean, I definitely felt that. Um, But everybody kind of has different challenges because of all of those ethnic twists and turns. And, you know, we are the melting pot in America, which makes it so much more of a twisty and turny story because, you know, you may have one ancestor um, from one continent and another ancestor from another. And that is a completely viable situation. And it kind of tears you into two different journeys, you know, so you kind of have to be prepared for that. Um, One of the things that happened in my story was um, I was able to track down a lot of military service. And um, I had two great uncles who served in World War One. So um, I'm going to try to put this story in pretty decent terms. Uh, this The basic gist of the story is these two great uncles that come from the Irish side of my family, um, both served in regiments out of New York um, during World War One, And they both went in at different times. However, um, as fate would have it, as circumstances created it, they were both killed in battle on the very same day. They were, bless their poor mother. Um, and it had been, um, it, they had never come home. They were buried overseas. And for those of you that don't know, this is kind of a really great springboard um, to find connections overseas Uh, We have something in our country called the American Battle Monuments Commission, and they um, are very adamant and very loyal to any service members who were buried overseas in American cemeteries. And a lot of people um, think that those cemeteries are only in Europe, and they're not. They're in Tunisia. They're in um, the Pacific. They're they're 
in quite a few more places than one would think. Uh, and it's, I wound up finding these two brothers who were killed on the same day. They were both in France. They were both on the Eastern border of France and they both were in, they were in two separate battles. The first one was in the battle of the Somme, which is very famous. And the second one was in the battle of Meuse Argonne, again, textbook famous. Um, and they both had very different circumstances for what happened, but basically died about, I would say a hundred miles apart and within about maybe five hours of each other. And for the 100th anniversary of World War One, which was in 2018, my mother and I made our way to Ireland, um, to France, and we visited these boys for the first time. They had never had a family member visit their grave. And, you know, um, it was quite an amazing ceremony. So if you have any military experience um, in your family, um, and you think that circumstances may show that you have a relative overseas, which I think you would be surprised at how many there actually are. These pristine, lovely um, oasises of, of resting places exist. And it is an experience like no other. And really, if you've ever heard the term on behalf of a grateful nation, um, you will never be so immersed in that phrase as you will when you are in one of those overseas cemeteries. It was amazing, really amazing experience. I have to tell you, I always love hearing your stories because this is your wheelhouse. You have such a vast history and knowledge of where you came from, your ancestors. It's just so enjoyable. So enjoyable. Well, and, you know, that's definitely something that we want to come out of the show is for everybody else to feel that because it is amazing when you kind of do have uh, a, a strategy to go in and, and find those different things that you connect with. You know, I mean, when when you walk down a road in Singapore or you walk down a road in Israel or you walk down a road in um, Spain, we want people to feel like they have something to connect with, like somebody that I'm related to could have walked right here too. Yes. And that is a feeling that really is what drives our our interest in this, you know, is like that, that huge connection. And I mean, it's so wonderful. And I know you are really getting ready to kind of make the next step on this journey because you're taking it off of the paper, off of the family tree, and you're right. going to, tra to travel it now, right. which is going to be an amazing experience for all of you because I yes. mean, it, there's nothing like connecting like that and thinking, Somebody that I'm related to could have done this exact same thing. So yes, it's find your roots. Yeah. Find your roots. We hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. We drop two episodes every month for year-round travel fun. You can find more tips, hacks, destination guides, and inspiration at bobsheandyaya.com.
That's also where you'll find information about our upcoming workshops and our upcoming small group travel experiences. That's right. We'd love for you to join us during our travel season as we take in glorious destinations like Edinburgh, Paris, Warsaw, and Amsterdam. It's going to be so much fun. Don't hesitate to leave us a little comment or a review, especially over there on iTunes where the numbers do all the talking. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on all the social media, including TikTok and Facebook, by searching at Babshi and Yaya. That's B-A-B-C-I-A and Y-I-A-Y-I-A. We look forward to sharing our next episode with you.